today's program, we're going to focus on some of the things that Srimataji Nirmala Devi, the founder of Sahaja Yoga, has to say about the Agya Chakra, the energy center in the middle of the brain, especially one aspect of it, the ego. Welcome to today's meditation program. John Branscombe is on the panel. That was him you heard earlier introducing the program. And this is Brian Bell on the microphone at the moment. Spiritual progress can be made by regular meditation, regular thoughtless awareness or mental silence, all the same thing. It's a matter of regularly bringing the attention to the center. And after self-realization, this mental silence can be achieved simply and relatively easily. Self-realization is the union of the spirit within each one of us with the great energy of creation around us. It's the moksha, the ru, the enlightenment, the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, the liberation. Every religion and, and many philosophies has a different name for it, but they're all the same thing, self-realization. And with our self-realization and the meditation that goes with it, we can achieve peace, health and well-being. In the past, this self-realization, this manifestation of the Spirit, was a difficult step to take. But Srimataji Nirmala Devi has found a very straightforward and simple way of doing it. All that is needed is the desire for it. So if you wish for this key to joy and good life, slip off your shoes, sit comfortably with the hands palm upward on the lap, and listen to an old Indian song. It's about this realization process, and it's great fun. I'll just run through the movements we need to make as the song progresses. First, place the right hand on the heart, just to the left of the breastbone. Then take the right hand down to where the left leg joins the body. I'll indicate these as the song progresses. Now, Tuck the right fingers under the rib cage on the left-hand side. Then to the heart again. Now put the right hand at that point where the left shoulder and the neck meet. Then place the right hand across the forehead, thumb on one side, fingers on the other. And finally, stretch the fingers and place the palm of the right hand on top of the head. Okay? Right, let's start. Put the right hand on the heart, just left of the breastbone, and say to yourself, I desire to be one with the Spirit. 
or I desire to strengthen my oneness with the Spirit. Now take the right hand down to the place where the left leg joins the body and say to yourself, Mother of all things, may I have divine knowledge. Uh, where the left leg joins the body and saying to yourself, Mother of all things, may I have divine knowledge. Mother of all things, may I have divine knowledge. shifting the right hand just below the rib cage on the left side say to yourself with confidence mother of all things I am my own master I am my own teacher my own guru Taking the right hand back to the heart, affirm again with confidence, Mother, I am the Spirit. Mother, I am the Spirit.
now placing the right hand where the left shoulder meets the neck, affirm, Mother, I am not guilty. Mother, I am not guilty. across the forehead mother of all things I forgive this is very important mother I forgive the right hand on the top of the head press down and ask mother of all may I have my self-realization or mother may I deepen my self-realization I'm gonna make you 
now put your hand above the top of your head, a, f a few inches up. Can you feel a whisper of energy on the palm? Try the other hand. Can you feel it? That's your kundalini, your life force making the connection, the union. The union between the divine energy that surrounds us and our own spirit. Check it again later in the program. It will probably increase in strength and it will probably become cooler. That energy is the realization, the manifestation of the self, the spirit. Here's a lovely piece of music to help us meditate. It's by Sir Charles Villiers Stanford, a rather underrated composer. The souls of all true people are in the hands of God, it sings. No torment or malice shall touch them, and they shall have peace.
Well, as mentioned earlier, today we are considering the nature, power and problems of the ego. In an earlier program, I mentioned a book by Ian McGilchrist called The Master and His Emissary. In this book, McGilchrist pointed out that at this time in which we are living, frequently called postmodernism, the Western world is at the extreme of individualism, of aggression, both individual and collective, of money orientation, of fixation, of various fundamentalisms, religious, economic, social, lacking common sense, nous, real, reason, realism, and any understanding of the big picture. All these problems stem from the ego, the human ego. Shumarachi has often talked of ego. She has explained how when the ego and the superego, uh, which is the past, memory, instinct, emotion and so on, when these two are in balance, they are like a pyramid or triangle, the ego and superego being the two equally long sides. These are represented in the brain by the pineal, the superego, and the pituitary, the ego. As Shumataji points out, it's not difficult to get out of the conditioning, the, the superego, the, the pineal problems, because they trouble us and we want to get rid of the troubles. But it's very difficult to get out of the ego because the ego, while being very aggressive, doesn't trouble us at all. In fact, we tend to enjoy the aggression. Here she is placing the ego into a historical context, into the evolutionary process, explaining how the pineal dominates in animals, but how, when man stands up, the pituitary starts to spread over the pineal and swamp it. In this program, we will be playing four sections of this talk of Shumatajis. It's quite demanding, but it's also most rewarding. Pituitary, which is within us, started growing when we raised our head like this. When we are animals, our heads were like this. And that time, the pineal body, as it is called, was very powerful. They say in human beings, the pineal doesn't work out. It's not true. It does. But they don't know how it works. Come along. Nice to see you. Hola. So, this pineal body within us was very active when we were animal state. But when we raised our head, you see, a chemical change took place within ourselves in the sense that our brain started growing in a pyramid, which I have told you how with the parallelogram of forces and all that it has started growing into a pyramid. And when it became like that, you see, because the first it was only the pineal body looking after the superego, up to the animal kingdom, up to the kingdom where the animals sort of became more sort of humanized. Then the ego started growing. It's the only animals who can use the matter. Uh, human beings can use the matter, not the animals. Animals cannot use the matter for their own purpose. When they started aggressing the matter, the ego started developing. And we developed this, what you call, the pyramid of our brain. It started growing more and more and more and more like this. But when it reached its height, then 
we started using our ego more. We didn't stop at that point. We started moving on the other side. So this went down and it covered it completely like that. That's why we say the pineal body in the human beings doesn't work. It functions, no doubt, it functions. As a result of that, you see, when we saw this ego was going, as a result of that, people felt extremely overconfident. What's wrong? Business started long time back. Said the time of Columbus. As I said, if Columbus had come to India, he would not have seen me here. He would have finished all the Indians there. Not him. He was a very nice man, but those who followed him. In the same way, this ego started destroying people and they had an idea for triumph and killing people, occupying lands, occupying territories, accumulating wealth, went on and on and on and on, on this level. Then from there, they started, when the marriage system started in a proper way, again the aggression started on the women and now the women are aggressing men like that. It all became so aggressive. But when you aggress, you don't see that you are aggressing. This is the problem of the egoistical person. Though he may be a seeker, though he may be a, a very genuine seeker, but if he's in the area of ego, he never feels his own catches because the ego is in between, the reality in himself. So he cannot see his own catches. He cannot see how he's aggressing others. And he doesn't see how he's hurting others, troubling others, torturing others. And such a person can be extremely arrogant, extremely, uh, what you call the, strangulating. In the talk we are playing, Shramatiti Nirmala Devi goes on to speak about how people with ego problems tend to be aggressive and future-oriented, but people with super-ego problems lack confidence, have fears, depression, illnesses. But those people can be cured very easily because they are troubled and tortured themselves. But those who are egoistical will be very difficult for them to get out of. That's why I've been talking about ego yesterday and today. Now you can see all aggression, the manifestation, what's wrong? Say now, I was talking about the chemicals. Now, how did you discover these chemicals? It is through your ego, through your science. Now, if the science is not related to God or to the whole, then you go like that, and then you can produce hydrogen bombs, you can produce these horrible chemicals, like it's what you call the foolhardiness. You enter into every area, every place, and achieve the power over that but then you don't know what that is capable of. Supposing now you make computers. Supposing. Tomorrow these computers will eat you off. I must tell you now there's a new disease I've discovered in people. That their conscious mind overpowers them. There was a fellow who was like this, very egoistical. He didn't believe in God also. He's an Indian and he met with an accident. His wife is a doctor, she's a friend of mine, she brought him to me. In my presence he got up and walked off nicely, everything. But on his own, whenever he wanted consciously to do it, he couldn't even raise his leg. Can you imagine? So, with these egoistical people, now a new disease is coming that consciously they cannot do anything. They cannot do anything. This will come. I'm promising you now. 
or I'm warning you now, as I warned the people who were going left-sided, that you will have a horrible disease, and this is the new disease for all the egoists, that consciously they won't be able to move, they'll be mute, sitting there only, their ego will take over. It's a very dangerous era when you are born, you must know. This is the time you are precariously placed. Either you get to God or you go to hell. There's nothing in between. Here is a short song, words by George Herbert and music by Vaughan Williams, to help us into the centre and out of the ego. Come my way, my truth, my life, such a way as gives us breath, such a truth as ends all strife, such a life as killeth death. Come my light, my feast, my strength, such a light as shows a feast, such a feast as mends in length, such a strength as makes his guest. Come my joy, my love, my heart, such a joy as none can move, such a love as none can part, such a heart as joys in love. section of Shamataji's talk that we are playing, it's a talk she gave to Sahaja Yogis in America. She recommends shoe beating. Now this is a practice that originated in the Middle East a long time ago. It's a way of overcoming negativity, of getting rid of problems. It entails sitting on Mother Earth and with the finger writing the problem on the ground, then with the hand circling it, 
and then hitting that written-down worry with the heel of a shoe, and afterwards washing the hands. This little exercise does a number of things, including the defining of the problem in words, and that's sometimes not an easy thing to do because so often the nature of our concerns are hazy in the mind. Then detaching from the problem, that's an important part of the process, and finally passing the whole matter, the whole concern, over to the divine to take care of. If you wish to know more about this shoe-beating practice, or anything else about Sahaja Yoga, you can join the programs which Sahaja Yogis hold all over the city, all over the country, all over the world. It will give you the opportunity to meditate with others, which is always an enriching process. To ask questions, meet other seekers, and hear their stories of progress and joy. For information about these programs, we have a website www.freemeditation.com.au and the telephone number 1300 724252 freemeditation.com.au 1300-724252 I'll give you this information again later in the program. Meanwhile, back to the ego. Now how do we control our ego? It's very important to understand. First of all, you must write your names and beat yourself with shoes for 108 times to begin with. Secondly, discipline yourself. By disciplining, get up in the morning, do your meditation with right hand towards the photograph, left hand this way. Not to use light at all, not to use sun, don't go to the sun at all. Sun is to be avoided, keep to the moon. Read the books which describes the Mahakalis or the left side Shaktis. Don't read the books like Avaduta's book. You should never read it because you think you are an Avaduta. You see, he said, I am omnipresent, I am this thing. The person starts feeling, I am this. I was reading the book of Avaduta. Oh, I said, this book, this shows what, what's gone wrong with our incarnations. What's gone wrong with our incarnations is they never knew human beings at all, at what level they are. You come and tell them, I am formless and form, I am this and that, so what? <laughs> if you are that, all right, I am compassion, I am love, I am this, I am that, so what? How do you fill in these cups? You have to come down to a human level. That's what they did not try, and that's why it's all a waste. I think on the contrary, everybody thinks I am God, I am Brahma. Brahmasmi, Shivoham, <laughs> finished. And then they quarrel among themselves. That growth, that maturity has not come. It's very shallow. The whole thing becomes very shallow. You become a shallow person and you live with it. So the first thing, practical thing I'm telling you, beat yourself with you. And I'm not this. Like that, you have to start, first of all, telling yourself. If you are a seeker and truthful seeker and honest seeker, then I advise you this way, that you watch yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, now you, Mr. Ego XYZ, will you get out from here? I know what I am. You get out. 
You have to get after all this and laugh at yourself, smile at yourself, make fun of yourself. That's the best, and never feel hurt if anybody says you're egoistical, and then you will say, I know. <laughs> I know, if you know you are egoistical, then how, how do you go further? Now, ego manifests in so many ways, through your eyes, through your ears, through your mouth, through your nose, everywhere. Because you go against God, that is, you go against collectivity, because you go against Sri Krishna, against your Vishuddhi Chakra. That's first thing it manifests. Nowadays nobody beats people like this. You see, we have become settler in our ego manifestation. We use this part, not hands. It can be that you show temper through your eyes, or it can be you flirt with your eyes. You become adulterous. That's why Christ has said, don't become adulterous. So now it's nice that the AIDS can work out through the tears. It's good. You used to kiss people, all right. Now kiss. Nobody will kiss now. You used all your Shuddhi Chakra so far to express all filth. Now the filth is pouring out. So, in the second stage when we understand that it's through the Vishuddhi, that is this America, we express ourselves, our ego. So what should we do? First of all, stop talking. Hear the way people talk. I mean, you see, you have to just start opening your mouth like this and like that, you go on. And the other is talking. You just, you tell them something, they just come on you with all the knowledge they have known, everything, A to Z, and you don't know where you are. How do you stop talking? I've told you a practical thing, I'll get you beetle nuts, which I'll vibrate, put it in the mouth. <laughs> and you take it out when you have to talk, otherwise keep it there. That's Sri Ganesha. Don't take it out. Stop talking. If you stop talking, your hypocrisy will go away. But through our face, we are hypocritical. Everything works out through Vishuddhi. Now see. A person who is extremely aggressive, you see, can also act to be very, very sweet, you see. If they have to exploit you or make money out of you, they can act. Acting. The whole acting comes through this Vishuddhi. Then you act. You are a very gentle person. You are very good, but you are not. You are aggressive. So, for that, you have to know that Talking less will reduce 50% of your hypocrisy and acting, 50%. Now 50% still left. Now what to do with the 50%? 50% is a thing where we have to know what other chakras are responsible for ego manifestation. Is one is the Hamsa is very important. Hamsa is. We use when we want to show temper. Indifference. <laughs> then a person thinks, Oh God, what have I done to this person? That's how we show our temper. All the time like this. That's Hamsa. And that's why we have to use what we call 
the simple thing called ghee or something oilish. For ears, for nose, for eyes, the kajal, and for this portion also, you have to put some ghee in hot water or milk and take it so that you soothe down your nerves and you soothe down your vishuddhi and also you soothe down the to call in a general way is the peritoneum but is the is the lining lining as we soothe down our fingers and hands uh, when they are dried we have to soothe rub ghee here ghee here oil here oil there in the head now the modern style is not to put oil in the head you will become bald balded gentleman of course you can still act like you'll brenner <laughs> but he died of cancer <laughs> his sister is our disciple and you will develop funny hairstyles everything and now this modern fashion has started don't put any oil i don't know from where it has the children also they say don't put any oil in the ears this is doctors they want to create patients don't listen to them before going traveling or anywhere put oil in your ears into your noses uh, not the oil but ghee and control your peritoneum through your hamsa chakra is very this is the chakra which really helps you very much sutta now in sanskrit and also in a many colloquial language ghee is called as neha and sneha is love neha also is love so you have to oil it down so the frictions are less we know in nature when we have to reduce the friction we put oil like we have to say a launch a ship that I have launched, I know what it is. They had to put grease on the thing and you just touch the ship and the ship moves so smoothly onto the sea. Beautifully it moves. In India they put bananas because banana is a uh, very easily available. So they put bananas, you see, on that. And here they use grease. In England, for example, they use grease. So in the same way we have to grease ourselves. our language our tone our speaking must be greased greased with love and love is such a powerful thing that can attract anyone let it be even hitler when you talk to someone or say something it should have that coating of chocolate of love here is Johann Sebastian Bach coating every word with chocolate Praise God all you nations praise him all ye peoples for God's truth endures forever
As must be clear by now, the ego, individually and collectively, is at the root of most, if not all, of our current local and international problems. So, how will these problems be overcome? How can managements and investors in tobacco companies gain enough compassion and love to stop manufacturing products that kill people? How does the media learn to stop stirring up dramas and creating destructive role models? How can financial, banking, real estate and manufacturing greed be brought into balance? How can mining and exploitation of Mother Earth become reasonable and shared? How can humanity accept their responsibility for harming the Earth and its climate and agree to some solution? How can all the fundamentalisms, religious, economic, nationalistics, see the light and humble down? How can resource and ideological wars stop? In other words, how can the destructive aspects of the individual and the collective ego be overcome? Well, the answer is through self-realization. Through the wide world turning away from its attempts to dominate everything around us and tuning inward toward the discovery and exploration of the spirit within tuning into the pure knowledge with each one of us. And through this self-realization and the meditation that goes with it, humankind can develop the compassion and the love which is at the heart of all good things. When more and more people gain their self-realization, the stronger the collective grows. Egos are fighting hard battles, but... If we share Shumataji's gift, if we spread the word and the process, spread realization, perhaps even in this generation, changes, big changes, will start happening. This time we live in is called in the Indian lexicon the Kali Yuga, the age of iron and false teaching, which we can see everywhere around us. This Kali Yuga will evolve into the Sattva Yuga, the golden age of light and balance. And at the core of that evolutionary step, from Kali Yuga to Sattva Yuga, is self-realization and meditation. As mentioned earlier, the ego, as well as the superego, is part of the Agya Chakra, the energy center in the middle of the brain. Now with this another chakra which is always caught is the Agya. Agya chakra. In the Agya chakra, we have to become thoughtlessly aware, but we can. If you watch your thoughts, you will know mostly we think of the people who have harmed us, who have troubled us. Sometimes we, had the, we have the glimpse of the good things also. We think of the good people also sometimes. Normally, we are thinking about the people who have harmed us, hurt us, this thing, that. Now, Christ, who is 
Sri Ganesha and who has all the powers to kill us and finish us off and destroy us completely has given us the greatest weapon is to forgive. So the mantra here is for And you have to see that you forgive others. Anybody says anything, forgive. When you forgive, God takes over and He knows how to handle it or mishandle or to do whatever He likes to that person. That's not your job. You just forgive. So you give Him a ticket, go to God. I forgive you. I'm not teaching. And you have to forgive. And that is the thing you can enjoy your Agya Chakra very well and raise your Kundalini beyond by saying, forgive, forgive, forgive three times. And you have to say the mantra of Nirvichara, no thoughts. Agya is the one which brings thoughts to you. That's why Christ was so particular on the eyes, that you, thou shalt not have adulterous eyes. Try to concentrate your eyes on the Mother Earth for some time. She'll suck in. So that your attention doesn't become that wobbly, becomes concentrated and equalized and balanced. When that is done, your eyes become so powerful. Even if you look at somebody, you can cure that person. And the innocence will start coming in your eyes. You will not have lust and greed. It's a very dangerous thing people are praying here. I mean, I didn't know all these things people do, but I saw it in the West. I mean, everybody is looking at every girl. What is the joyless pursuit? Why turn your eyes to anything that you don't get joy out of? At every girl a man is looking, a girl is looking at every man. What's this nonsense? Why waste your energy? I always look at about three feet height. You see all the flowers there, you see all the children. <laughs> One day somebody asked me, don't you feel like looking at handsome men? I said, I am not a fool. I look at the most handsome things at three feet level. <laughs> he said, you must be a fool to look at this. I am not. That's what it is. So that will give you tremendous amount of energy because you preserve all your energy through your eyes. Eyes are the windows of that power. If you try to preserve it, it's all right. Otherwise, like nowadays, save water because you wasted your water, so now save water. But when your eyes are innocent in this shower, of bliss. You enjoy that bliss. You don't have to look at anyone. You don't have to say anything. You just enjoy. Just feel the joy pouring into you completely because the ego has vanished. Accompanied by Mozart, one of the movements from his violin concertos, let's spend the rest of the program in meditation. Hands palm upward on the lap, back straight, eyes closed, attention at the top of the head.
Just before we end the program, a reminder that how good it is to be with others meditating as a group and how you can find information about all the Sahaj programs by looking at the web www.freemeditation.com.au or phoning 1300 724252 So here's Mozart going into violin cadenza before the end of the movement. Nice to talk to you. Good meditations. And be back next week.